Series 6 was recorded in March 2022 over the internet. The following content may contain strong language. Welcome to Series 6 of the Playwrights Podcast with me, Omar Elarian. This series will have a special focus on the international writers the Royal Court Theatre works with. Pablo Manzi has developed most of his work as a playwright with uh, the Chile-based collective Bonobo, with whom he has written the plays Amansadura, Where the Barbarians Live, and You Shall Love. His texts have been presented in festivals in Japan, Italy, the Netherlands, Peru, Germany, Spain, Mexico, Brazil, Belgium, the United States, Sweden, and Chile. He was invited by the Royal Court Theatre and the British Council to do a residency in London, where he wrote A Fight Against, A Lucha Contra, directed by Sam Pritchard. And currently, he is developing Tenis, his latest project with Bonobo. And hello, Pablo. And it's a real pleasure to have you here. And uh, I am in Milan. Where are you in the world today? Well, hi, Omar. It's a pleasure also for me to have this this conversation with you. Um, I'm right now in, in Chile, in Santiago. And uh, I like to ask a question at the beginning, which is, uh, what do you see outside your window, if you have a window in that room? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I see the city, some buildings, the street, nothing too interesting, I guess, or <laughs> very common. <laughs> what, what about you? Well, I see the courtyard of my, of my building and it's a bit cloudy today in Milan. Um, so yeah, we're probably almost in the same place, although thousands of miles apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a real pleasure to, to have you on the podcast. And I think we're going to speak a bit about, you know, your work as a, as a writer, as a, as a theatre maker. Um, and the first question I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, the perennial question, why theatre? What, what brought you to choose theatre as the medium of your work? Um, well, I guess that... Um What's the, the word for that? I guess that for me, at least, there's a, a change of how I can respond that uh, question in different times of my life. Uh, mm -hmm. and, but, but right now, I guess that, that there's something that happened after the pandemic uh, mm -hmm. and that, that I was thinking a little bit about that before the pandemic, but I think that there's something about uh, the collective possibilities that uh, theater can give. Um, I mean, uh, what is the sense or, or why do people of theater were missing so much having an audience right there in the theater? At least for me, it was so important. Uh, when I, just could see that my first play after, well, we are still in, in the pandemic, but uh, yeah. the first play that I could saw like after a year and a half, it was so, so uh, 
it, it was so emotional for me. I, mm. I feel that was so important for me to uh, be in that. I don't know what's the word in English for that rito, like a ritual. That sort of yeah, a ritual. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that there's something that is very important for me about that and about the feeling that there's a lot of people uh, that that don't know each other and they are kind of like in this same ritual. And also if this ritual is, I don't know, like uh, discussing some social problems or some social conflicts, I, I think that that's, that's what is more important for me right now. And, and, and how did you come to writing specifically? Because of course you could have that ritual as a performer or as myself as a director, but um, yeah. how did you get to writing then? Well, I, I, in Chile we, we don't have uh, uh, a drama school that is uh, with a specified uh, courses about about playwright. Mm -hmm. So. Most of the people that write uh, uh, in Chile are people that are also actors sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm an actor, and mm -hmm. and so I think the theater and I think the the writing uh, through that uh, perspective, I guess, mm -hmm. maybe it's an unconscious perspective. But it's I feel that when I'm writing, I I'm writing as an actor. Um, and it's the same thing. I, I feel that when I just started writing, I was kind of like very, uh, I don't know if that's the word in English, but could be shy about mm. showing them that I wanted to write. And I feel that I had like a very, uh, that it, that it was, too shy with just saying, I need to do this. Uh, and saying that to my colleagues and to my mm. partners of the school and stuff like that. So at, at, at the beginning was kind of strange and was kind of a mixed up where I was directing and writing and saying, yeah, I, I'm going to put these words, but I, I'm not writing this play, right? I'm just directing it. <laughs> so, uh, and then when I start working with Bonobo, they also helped me a lot with saying like, you know, you're, you're a playwright, Pablo, and this is what you should do. Uh, and that helped me a lot. And I think that I can separate the, the experience of writing with being inside that collective because I, I felt that they, that they helped me a lot uh, in this uh, decision. Mm. Yeah, I, I think this is a recurring theme of of this podcast in a way because it's also something that I recognized as a as a foreign practitioner coming to work in the UK, the difference 
or the importance in the UK of, of the role of the writer, of the playwright, while in, in many other theatre cultures, there's a much more fluid definition. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of jumping in between being a performer, a writer, a director, a producer. And um, so how did you find it when, <laughs> when you came to the UK uh, at the Royal Court of all places, you know, a writer's theatre? Um, what were your what were your discoveries? What were your feelings in terms of seeing the differences um, in terms of practice and language? Yeah, well, for me, it's, it's really um, interesting what you're saying, Omar, because mm. I, I had that same sort of shock when <laughs> I arrived uh, at the Royal Court because um, <laughs> when when we just started the rehearsals, I was so, uh, yeah, shocked, I guess that is the word, because they were asking me so many things about the play. And when I'm in Chile, uh, nobody wants to hear anything that I can say <laughs> about the play. They are just like, like shut up, please. Uh, and uh, we are not interested about your, I don't know, about your visual ideas or about your or, or this or the ideas about direction is different mm. when I'm directing, you know, mm. but here um, they, they were like always asking me this. Mm. And there was a moment where we had like this conversation with, with Sam and, and I understood that, that they really needed to know some, uh, some ideas uh, or, because it's, it's a different way of working. Mm. Uh, and I also find it uh, at the end, I understood a little bit more and I find it that that was also interesting mm. because there's a thing about uh, the word that I find that is very uh, profound and that sometimes we also kind of uh, underestimate the possibilities uh, of, of the word. And I, I'm somebody that, really, really enjoys uh, reading, for example. Mm. Uh, so I agree with, with the, I'm also used to that, to that perspective that you said before about the playwright, right? That is kind of like more somebody that is just one more element mm. in the whole process. Mm. Uh, and, but here they were saying, well, you know, this is the, this is the, the playwrights theater. So, <laughs> You have to understand that, Pablo. Uh, Did you feel more pressure or more power? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, well, I, I guess that's, uh, um, what's the word for that? Uh, una pregunta incómoda, an uncomfortable question, question, I guess. Question, yes. Yeah, because I, I do feel that that gives a, a power to, to the word that is something that is being really discussed, for example, right now in Chile, mm. uh, that uh, it's kind of like making the question, like, what is the first, uh, how do you call that? Like fuente, like the source. What is, yeah. What is the first source of, of the creation? And there was a tradition in Chile that the first source was the playwright. Mm. So for example, I work in a, in a collective, and sometimes they say, I don't know, like 
this is the play donde viven los bárbaros of Pablo Manzi because mm. I'm the playwright but mm. I, I always I'm always saying like you know this is not my play and and this is not my idea um, this is a collective idea where I just made the the playwright work uh, but at the same time I guess that was really um, it, it was it's the thing that I was saying before like uh when I spoke with, uh, with Sam, there was another sort of art of just getting into the world of the words. And for me, that was also like a new place mm. to explore that, that I, I didn't have that experience, for example, being in Chile. It was mm. al always something very like just, okay, go to the scenery and we are going to to, mm. to understand what is this. And here we can like chook uh, the, the place to, to another forest mm. and to try to understand another world. So that, that um, if, I'm, if I have to be honest, that I also didn't understand so much. Mm. So mm. it was, was really interesting. Mm. And which brings me to another question about you know, you had a lucha contra produced in Chile in uh, in Spanish. No, no, not yet. No. Ah, okay. This is the, the the premiere of the of the, the whole play. play. Okay, so how was it then to have a premiere of a play that you wrote in your mother tongue, uh, which speaks a bit about you know Chile and uh, and and South America. Uh, uh, but to have it premiered in English in London for a British audience. Well, it's, it's really interesting because, uh, how can I say this? Like, for example, I do feel that sometimes there are stuff about uh, identity that sometimes can unite some perspective of the world. Mm. But mm. if we simplify every understanding of our political thoughts about it, just thinking about that. Um, it's also going to be like, um, we are going to reduce some possibilities of transformation, I guess. Mm. Uh, so I think that when, when I was speaking, it, it, this is really strange because uh, I was thinking a lot of stuff about this play and just because of some coincidence, there was a lot of, British authors that I was, that, that people kind of, they, people in Chile, they were sending me some texts, for example, I don't know, from Benedict Anderson or mm. this, another writer, uh, Jan Franco, that mm. she made an, an amazing work about violence in Latin America. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I do think that there, that there are some stuff that happen in UK that have some similarities with Chile. For example, the whole process of privatization, the, the mm -hmm. process of um, uh, with with Thatcher, right? That she's yep. kind of like a a guru for for what happened in Chile in the seventies and in the in the eighties. So it's it's not that I, I I think that that there was that there was a lot of stuff in common, uh, and also some is somebody of my generation, mm. um, and. And William too. So I, that he's he's the translator. So mm. uh, I think that that 
I was also, I was, was always kind of like asking me like, yeah, I think that this is also, I hope that it could uh, make sense to people here because uh, there was also, from what I read, mm -hmm. a process of this, of, um, of privatization of social yep. life yep. also in, in the UK. So that was kind of like, a, that's one dimension. There's, mm -hmm. there's another dimension that is the, The, the dimension with my partners from Latin America that were part of the cast. And uh, we were spoken that, that, that yeah, there, there are some stuff in common that, are, that I didn't knew how they were work, they were going to work here. That is kind of, uh, the humor. Mm -hmm. uh, that I think that there is a humor that is very uh, related with some experience of violence mm. and and maybe cruelness or stuff like that and there's also a thing about um about the the feeling of, of sort of an atmosphere mm. that you can feel in some countries in in latin america that i discussed this also with the cast that is the, sort of an atmosphere where, where you live in an, an habitat where there's a feeling of permanent danger mm. that that if you go to the streets or, or if you go outside the community is a place of danger mm. um, so i was really interested that we that we could uh trespass trespass yeah to uh transpose communicate yeah oh yeah, yeah translate yeah, yeah. or yeah. yeah transmit to communicate that to the audience mm. that that atmosphere mm. uh, and and i felt that that we that that in from that perspective i think that the whole team made an amazing mm. uh, work mm -hmm. because I, i do feel that they communicate that that sort of atmosphere mm. amazing and can i ask you like in chile you know what is the role uh, of i mean we've discussed that maybe it's it's different in terms of like the playwright is not like the center of the narrative as it might be on British in the British system. But what is the role of theater and, and new writing uh, at the moment? Um, does it, does it kind of reflect on the, on the current issues of society? I mean, of course, Chile now is in a quite transformative moment of its history um but uh yeah does theater have a have a say in it does it occupy a space within that debate for you um yeah yeah well there's a lot of people doing uh, a really really interesting work right now in chile mm. and we have a tradition of uh of a very i don't know it's a, it's a theater that is very close uh, and related with um conflict uh, with social conflicts that are very present mm. um, in Chile. And we have a, a tradition that theater is a place where you can go and see a problematization of that uh, problems mm. or that conflicts. So uh, yeah, I think that, well, I'm a big fan of, of, of the theater in Chile, of, of my colleagues um and uh yeah i guess that that is also something that what is happening right now in chile I, there's a lot of plays that are right now speaking about that and there were also a lot of plays that 
they were speaking about that uh, before this mm. big change. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe there there was somebody, but I, I think most of people weren't expecting right. what happened. Right. Um, and what what how is it in in Italy, for example, the the that experience between playwright and directing. The honest answer is I don't really know because I've moved back just a couple of years ago and they've all been shut because of COVID. <laughs> so, oh. But my, okay, my okay. impression is that, which is something that I could probably also translate to the, to the UK where I've worked for many, many years, is that theatre occupies a space which allegedly you know supposedly is quite progressive and uh, and on the on the beat of of history but actually many times when history comes knocking at the door it doesn't really um stand up to the challenge and i think we've seen this uh vividly uh throughout the pandemic um I think there have been, of course, examples of theaters that repurpose themselves, you know, becoming vaccine centers or places that were serving the community in a different way from their principal way, which would be putting on plays. But by and large, I think we saw institutions just kind of trying to figure out, oh, how do we survive now that we can't charge people money to come and see what we do? And I thought that was a really interesting moment to, to witness as somebody who has run a building. I, I, you know, I, I was the associate director uh, in a theater in London for many years. So I've kind of been inside the, or the institution. But then over the past three years, I've been working as a freelance. So all of a sudden knowing what, how it works inside, but also being on the outside and seeing the, the problems and the, the critical moment for it all. And I thought I asked a really important question of us as uh, both as artists, because you kind of go, what are these beautiful buildings for? if the artists all of a sudden are just sitting outside with nothing to do. <laughs> um, so, so for me, it's interesting to ask that question to you because I know Chile, of course, you also have COVID uh, as everywhere else in the world, but going through a time of kind of civil reckoning of society, you know, confronting also a, a, a a history that is extremely loaded uh, and, and a process. Um, for me, it's always interesting to try and understand, yeah, these buildings, you know, what, what purpose do they serve and how do artists and communities and audiences inhabit them, I guess, is, is the question, really. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like every every corner of the world has a slightly different experience depending on their on their historic moment yeah yeah i agree and and do you feel like your job or your mission as a playwright has changed since you started because of the political events of the of the past few years 
Um, I don't know if I have the answer for that mm -hmm. right now, but uh, at least I think that uh, I think that you were saying something that is really uh, related with what happened here, because you were saying uh, I know that that you in Chile had the you have COVID. I mean, you have the pandemic, but it's also true what you were saying, right? That we had before that a, sus a suspension of our social understanding mm. of normality. Mm. In fact, it's kind of strange because uh, when we were in, uh, in the pandemic, there was like this new concept that was the, how is going to be the new normality. But in Chile, we were spoken about that uh, six months before. Mm because uh, everything changed and they were and there was this question like why how is going to be the new normality because this the normality that we have right now the, the habitat where, where we are living is no longer uh, making sense uh, and so so I guess that if I have to say what I'm thinking right now mm. is uh, more a, a place where I feel that I'm suspended mm. um, about uh, what is the, that normality that we should create. Uh, so we are now in a, it, it's, it's strange. I think that we are kind of like more in the, uh, what's the word, like, we are in, in El Camino, in the route, in the route. Yeah, no? yeah, in uh, the route, on, on route. Yeah, uh, and, and I feel that the important thing is, is more maybe knowing what is the, the route, like what is the, the, the Camino where we are going mm. to ask and discuss some stuff. Mm. Uh, because I know that this is a, an historical moment and it's very important to to also kind of like not erase what happened in the past mm, uh, mm. because we have a, a whole century of, of experience where some moments were like this and some, some stuff like really hard happened. Mm. So it, it's a strange moment. So if, if you ask me like, if this changed me, yeah, it changed me a lot, but I don't know if, if I have the conclusion mm -hmm. of uh, what should I do right now. Do you think theatre has a role in writing that direction of travel, that route? I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, what I think, what I always think uh, is that theatre can be a place to discuss things and I, I i have to say that i'm not a big fan of some kind of theater that is always like saying uh this is the the route that, that we should take mm. without discussing uh the the problem so I, I think that we can know what are our true beliefs our true thoughts mm -hmm. uh, uh when we are in a more complex context mm. so i do feel that sometimes when when the place 
take me to that complex context, then I can say, oh, so in that context, I, I'm also going to, to think the same, I'm going to have the same dream, I'm going to keep my thoughts, or in that context, I, I will, uh, I don't know, change my, my perspective. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that theater is a place for that. I don't know if that makes sense in English, at least in Spanish. It does, it does. <laughs> no, and it makes me wonder whether you feel like th this context, does it energize playwrights to write about the present? Because of course, I mean, like you have new writing, but uh, as with everywhere, you will be putting on classics, you will be putting on, you know, all sorts of plays. So in terms of new writing and new plays and new voices and the generate your generation of, of writers and theater makers, like, do, do you feel this context is an opportunity? Uh, and yeah, what, what, what do you see coming out of it? Um, I have a, it's strange because it, it's, it's related with, with that thing that I was saying, uh, before that we are part of, a of a history mm. and, uh, I want to hear all the generations, mm. like, for example, my generation is a generation that was raised, uh, in a radical process of neoliberalism mm -hmm. that was uh, being created in Chile. Uh, but it was, it was that, but it's, it was also kind of like a democracy that was trying to transform into a liberal democracy, sort of a, uh, the Europa Central, like sort, yeah. sort of a... Um, Western liberal democracy, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that that was kind of like two process that we were living uh, at the same time. Mm. We were trying to make that change in um, in the in the place of the language and this the symbolic perspective of life. And there was another one that was everything that was happening in a in a economic mm. uh, change that our families were living uh, and everybody was living. I mean, so um, I was part of that generation, but there's a generation that is. Um, that is uh, older than mm -hmm. me, that they were provoking our generation a lot, mm. like a few years ago. Mm. So we were in the middle of this, and now there's another generation because I'm I have I'm 34, mm. and we have a generation now from that people that are in their 20s, mm -hmm. and that that generation was very uh, important for this whole change. Uh, but I do feel, or I want to hear. Uh, each one of that generations, because uh, I feel that this is kind of like a net mm. um, in the history that we have to to build again, uh, because it, it was it was destroyed. Mm. So when I think, uh, I, what I'm trying to say is that I don't feel that everything that is new is from somebody that is younger yeah yeah and i feel that everyone of this that is part of this history mm -hmm. can right now because of the change that we had is kind of suspended mm. and is going to have like a new reflection about everything that happened 
that's interesting because I was thinking when you mentioned earlier, of course, you know, having your play performed for the first time in, in Britain and having the opportunity to kind of be at the Royal Court. I imagine you might have seen some shows and kind of spoken to a bit of your peers. Um, I'm, I'm, and you were saying like people sending you plays by different playwrights. I'm, I'm curious about what kind of influences you've had in you personally, but also in terms of Chilean, the Chilean theatre scene and how have they been absorbed or reinterpreted? Because I'm aware with many places in South America being, uh, you know, a place where there has been a huge, you know, kind of, wave of American colonialism, you know, through both, you know, military, economic, but also soft power intervention. I'm, um, I'm curious to understand in this moment of the country, how is that kind of um, reassessed and what, what other influences are coming? You know, is there a rejection of something or is it looking at other, other things? Well, that's a big discussion <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, because um, that that thing that you said, like a soft um, soft power. How do you say it? Soft power. Yeah. That sort of soft power. I saw. I'm seeing a lot of that right now in theater, and, and not only theater, but I'm. Well, English is not my language, mm -hmm. so I. This is kind of like a discussion that is also very hard to have it in Spanish. <laughs> so uh, in English, it's going to be even more hard for me, I guess, to explain it. But I, I do have some uh, critical thoughts about just like repeating everything that the cultural industry of United States mm. is saying to us, like, this is how you, how you have to order mm. uh, organized your your cultural politics mm. um and i feel that there's something that we are just saying yeah sure we have to do this we have to do this and and i mean uh, the left experience that for example is in the us is very different from the left tradition that there is in latin america sure. so i i it's similar of what we were speaking before like uh, we cannot just say oh, okay so we are going to erase all of this tradition mm, mm. I, I i agree that that tradition was very for example conservative mm. uh, in a lot of in a lot of uh, aspects and i'm very happy that those things are changing but at the same time uh i i'm also asking myself uh what, for example, when we are working, for example, when we are asking, we are speaking, for example, about class mm. and that what, is, what has, um, can the U.S., uh, I don't know how you say that in English, like industria cultural, uh, yeah, the cultural industry, the cultural yeah. industry yeah. of U.S. can say us about class, for example. Mm, mm. And right now, or about uh, what is the project mm. of the society that we want to transform? Mm. We just want to to enter uh, sort of like the um, 
this we just want to enter make all the groups enter mm. this neoliberalist experience mm -hmm. or we have we want also to change this uh way of seeing life mm. because for for my generation that's very important mm. uh, i mean we i learned how to breathe mm. in that habitat mm -hmm. so uh Uh, if I have to be honest, I kind of like learn the idea that the other is somebody that uh, is uh, dangerous mm. uh, and the possibilities of, of creating something different is also looking, we are just also, uh, we are always looking at it as something that is impossible. Mm. So we just have to enter yeah. the, the, this sort of party. Uh, uh, so, But I mean, I would love to explain this in Spanish, so because because I I have a lot of things to say about that. Mm. But that's kind of like one of the things that is for me important about the that soft power yeah. of the U.S. Uh, industry right now. For example, in in the in the cultural experience of South America, for example, um, and uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, that's no, that's actually. really clear. That's really clear. So, okay, staying on the theme, I, I think one of the things I'm interested in always is asking who, who or what have you encountered recently that has been of inspiration to you? And when I mean, what I mean by inspiration is not like, oh, it gave me an idea, but just like something that you like that you, that you thought was in, inspiring. Um, uh, that you connected to. Well, a lot of a lot of people, I guess. Uh, but yeah, for example, I don't know. Um, there, there is a an Argentinian playwright that is called Griselda Gambaro, mm -hmm. and she has some amazing text that change my perspective of theater when I was in the in the drama school mm. um, uh, because she has something, I don't know who, who could be something similar, uh, for example, in UK, could be kind of like Harold Pinter or stuff like mm. that, but maybe some people in Chile or in Argentina could kill me if I'm saying mm. this. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I think that there are some similarities in because she creates some, some sort of like very disturbing environments Mm -hmm. where you have to kind of like start again uh, to understand what is happening mm -hmm. because it's kind of like, it's kind of like something that is very familiar, but at the same, it, at the same time, it's very uh, like disturbing. Something really violent is happening, but you cannot say what it is. So you, you just have to kind of like start again your uh, interpretation. Uh, of this social logic and I loved when theater can make me feel that process that I'm seeing something mm. again mm. like uh, I'm not taking anything for granted so uh, she's amazing mm. In, mm. Uh, she's a really amazing playwright and well there, there's another playwrights that were very important for me for example Guillermo Calderón that course, he yeah. He had a play in the, the, court. In the real court. Yep. There's another 
playwright called uh, Luis Barrales that was also very important for me. And I don't know, like there's a lot of people. Um, and has, is there anything else that you found inspired just lately? Not even in, in theater, but like wherever. Well, there's um, a Brazilian uh, filmmaker that is called, I hope to say it uh, in, in the right way, is Clever Mendonca. Mm -hmm. Clever Mendonca. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I cannot write it here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, hope, I hope that that's, that's, uh, that's how we'll you can it. pronounce we'll his name. But uh, I know how to write it. Yeah. And, um, Yeah, I, I, I think that he's very interesting. Um, I know there are some movies about, uh, I was seeing again, I know that this is very old, but I was seeing again movies from Buñuel and, and it's mm. so amazing. Some, some of his movies, uh, I know there's so much people. Um, <laughs> That there's this um, well, there's this novelist in in Chile that is called uh, Nona Fernandez, for example. That that is also kind of uh, really interesting what she's doing. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of names that I'm thinking right now. It's interesting that you mentioned Buñuel, which I know a bit better than many of the names that you mentioned. But yeah. thanks for sharing that because it's it's always great to have. Uh, a bit of an exchange but and and what you were saying and also having I, I couldn't see uh una lucha contra but i've read the, the the script uh and you spoke about violence and it feels to me like you have a an interest in this subject and um is is that is that something that you feel you will continue to go back to uh, is that kind of a constant of your work like analyzing violence or the representation of violence or how violence uh, exists in our lives and in societies? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it's strange because most of the time it was like a sort of like a such a big topic that I was sometimes when people in interviews or stuff like that were saying that to me, I was kind of like saying like, no, but it's, it's more specific than that. It's not, but I have to admit uh, mm -hmm. after some play, that I, uh, some plays that I wrote that, that mm. I feel that that's kind of like something that is very uh, important for me. I don't know why <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not proud of it, uh, but it's, it's there, it's there. Mm. It's, I find it interesting because sometimes when you start building a body of work, you don't know, you're just kind of following your own instinct and your own story and whatever. And then, you know, years later, you start looking back and going, oh, like there is this thread. Uh, and as you just said, you know, like you don't really realize, but then, and people are telling you, but you go like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that play was completely about something else, but actually it was also about, about a specific theme that, that comes back. And I guess, I wonder whether the question I have is, do you think this specific topic of violence is something that comes from, as you described, you know, the 
place where you live and where you grew up and the reality that you've been confronted with? Or do you think this is a, just a constant that you find uh, across time and space? Um, it's, it's hard to answer because sometimes I'm, I don't know, like I'm in a social meeting with people and people are saying like, like, oh, Pablo, you are always seeing like the, mm. the, the like the kind of like the, the violent part of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I guess that maybe it's true. Mm. Uh, I guess that for me it's uh, harder to, to say that they, that they are right when they are saying that to me, but I guess that, <laughs> that there's a part where, where it's true, where, where, um, how can I explain it? it it's, I, I feel that it's related with this experience of, uh, of, of the process that we lived in, in Chile with, um, with this sort of implicit and very ambiguous way of expressing violence. Um, for example, it's kind of strange because when we are in Chile, people, there's a sort of a social perspective that we are very different from the other countries mm. of, of South America. And that, that there, that in Chile, there's not, there's no like such thing as a, this kind of like very explicit experiences of violence. And, mm. and Chile is kind of like a more uh, civilized uh country it, words like that i can hear it sometimes mm -hmm. uh, and we are kind of like more like calm down uh we are more like introverted stuff like that and but the thing is that we still feel this atmosphere of danger mm. uh or that there's something uh below mm. uh, in the underground that is happening um you know th there's a really strange thing about what happened the first days of, of this big change that we had in chile that uh the first uh kind of like manifestaciones the first uh, um demonstrations demonstrations uh started in the subway mm. like underground mm. uh and there's something that I, I, I do feel that is very interesting about that because there's something about the underground and the only place where uh, this kind of like project of destroying uh, the the social life is not mm -hmm. they are not they were not being able to to destroy that because people have to move you know so there's a yeah. lot of people watching themselves and they cannot make anything with that because people have to go to their houses mm. and and the thing started there uh I, I i think that some people from chile could say like yeah i i don't know if that makes sense but at least for me that makes sense and when i think about that i feel that that there's something that i felt my whole life about there's sort of a violence that we don't want to speak about but it's happening it makes me think about one of my favorite filmmakers is Pablo Guzman, the Chilean uh, documentary maker. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know if you know him, uh, and in his work, there is this constant 
tension between history and the future. I think in Nostalgia for the Light, he goes in the desert and where there is this kind of uh, telescope that looks at the stars, which is our past, but also like the relatives of the desaparecidos who are looking for the bodies and the remains of the of their loved ones that have been kind of um, kidnapped and um, and killed by uh, the Pinochet regime. So um, it feels to me like there is a similar uh, there is a similar question here about um, this kind of underlying vi violence that has been entombed, you know, and how it is kind of constantly popping up in certain places and how you as a, as an artist, as a playwright, sharpen your lens in order to kind of pick it out and, and, and expose it. Um, and yeah, no, it, it is interesting for me to see that kind of similarity in the topic. Um, we're about to close it, but I have like one last question, uh, which is what, what is the, what is the burning question that you're asking of yourself and that you're grappling at the moment with, you know, and it might be, you know, what am I going to prepare for dinner? Or it might be, how do we, you know, end the wars or whatever, but is there anything at the moment that is at the forefront of your thinking as a question as an artist mm. well i think that there's so, al always one that is um, that is the one that i work uh, with with bonobo that is uh, related with uh, how how violence can ex express and how is how is developed the violence in the context of liberal democracies mm. uh and that's something that is very interesting uh that I that is always kind of like a question that I have here mm. every time, all days. And also I think that there's something that is around a fight against that I want to keep on working, that is uh how uh sort of like unconscious uh unconscious in uh, pulsiones like impulse that we have mm -hmm for creating community. Mm. Um, right now I'm, I'm very interested, for example, about uh, religion. I want, I'm, I'm going to write a play about, um, the, I don't know what, how you say it in English, uh, Teología de la Liberación, Theology, Theology of Liberation. Of well, liberation, yeah. Yeah. And there was a, a big important process in Latin America about that. And they were, they were having like a, uh, they had this big discussion, not about if God exists, no. Mm. The question wa was, what does God means mm. to, to our community? Mm. And if God means justice, then the only thing that we have to think about is who is God? Yeah. So that is kind of like the thing that I'm thinking right now, because mm. there's a lot of people that kind of like laugh about religious people mm -hmm. uh, from a very secular perspective I know yeah. but we don't have to underestimate that maybe there's a communitary impulse here mm -hmm. and a necessity of of changing or or asking about justice stuff like that are very 
interesting for me. Yeah. Maybe your your question was uh, expecting a, no, a no. shorter response. So no, 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 it's great. No, it, it reminds me of something that um, I've read a few years ago about, about uh, theology of liberation in South America, particularly, uh, which said that statistically the Catholic Church has a schism every 500 years. Uh, between the Oriental and uh, Western Church and, of course, uh, uh, Protestantism and Catholicism. And then, of course, in the year 2000, uh, we are due another schism and uh, everybody had their eyes on Latin America because, of course, it's, a, it's probably the biggest Catholic community in the world. Uh, but some of the, of the dogmas uh, of, of the Catholic Church, of the traditional Catholic Church, kind of confront themselves with a society that requires a different level of justice. And therefore, I think, yeah, we're 20 years late still for the schism <laughs> to happen. But I was wondering whether you thought that was still something of actuality. Well, absolutely, right? Mm. Absolutely. I think that that's kind of like the, the thing that I'm trying to think so much because, uh, well, I'm not somebody that is religious, mm. but we cannot deny what you were saying, right? Mm. That, for example, in Latin America, the religion is something really, really important. And uh, I do think that we cannot underestimate that, that there's something about that, that it doesn't have a simple response. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, great. We've come to the end. And I mean, I, I usually close with this question, but you kind of already gave me a few, a few recommendations, but I love to kind of get one that is not theater related. So I love you to, you know, is there something, is there a piece of music or a film or a book or something that you've been hit by uh, lately that you want to that you want to recommend? Mm. So many things, but yeah. For example, that director, Clever Mendonca, you think that, mm -hmm. th that there's a lot of things that are interesting. Um, I was speaking also about Nona Fernandez, that is um, uh, this uh, Chilean, uh, well, she's a novelist and she's also a, a playwright. Uh, who else? Um, yeah, I guess that those two things that I think that, that are really interesting. Uh, I saw an amazing movie that mm. is called um, This is Not a Burial, It's a Resurrection. Mm -hmm. I think that's the name. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what else? There's so many things. That's, so, uh, yeah, it could be hours here. So maybe <laughs> I'm just going to say that once. Okay, great. Pablo, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, I wish you good luck with the next plays and hopefully to see you in London or in Santiago uh, in the near future. Thanks for listening to the Royal Court Theatre's Playwright Podcasts. If you'd like to listen to more, make sure you subscribe to get the next episode. The Playwrights Podcast is brought to you by the Royal Court Theatre, presented by me, Omar Alarian, 
produced by Anushka Warden and Emily Legg, and with music by Kareem Samara.